Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. When you're in the middle of a trial or storm, what is your first response? Is it to try to work everything out on your own and see what you can do to fix it? Or is it a biblical response? The Bible tells us, first of all, in all of our ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct our path. Secondly, we're told to have faith in God. Many of you are going through some tremendous challenges right now. It could be in your health. It could be in your family. It could be in your finances. Join us as we continue this series on faith. We are the people of God, and the just shall live by faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. It takes faith to be saved. We are saved by grace through faith. You got enough faith to come to the Lord, so you need to exercise faith to receive all the things that God has in store for us. That's the basis of your faith. You you must believe in God because you must first believe that he exists. And then he says, and then you must believe that he rewards those who diligently seek him. I know know that you exist, but some people don't believe that he rewards us who earnestly, diligently seek him. They just want to say, I believe that he exists and he rewards me. He doesn't just reward you if you ain't seeking him. See, God is not into this drive-through microwave situation that we like. We want to drive through and just get the blessings of God. God wants to visit. He wants you to come inside. Lord, I got a need. Drive through, hurry up and meet my needs so I can go somewhere else. How many of you ever been to the drive through and you grabbed your stuff, you got down the road, looked in your bag and it wasn't what you wanted? (laughs) But you're too far gone to go back? Well, that's the way it is when you try to drive through with the Lord. Lord, I asked you for one thing. I got something else. Well, yeah, you, ain't t- you didn't take time to look at it. <laughs> so without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the criterion of success in spiritual matters. You may be very, very good in your secular matters. You may have a good understanding. You may be very smart. You may be strategic and all of that. That does not work in spiritual matters. It can help, but you need faith. Therefore, faith should be the constant attitude of the mind when we pray. I come to God in faith. That is the faith that sees the fulfillment before it happens. So I'm I'm a person who lives by faith, and I come to God in faith when I pray. And Jesus tells us to have faith then. He tells us not only to have faith, He tells us where that faith needs to be directed. There's a difference in just having faith. He says this is where that faith should be directed. Have faith in God. He did not tell us to have faith in ourselves. Oh, I'm a powerful prayer warrior. Hallelujah. You know, when they get powerful, they start quivering in their voice. Oh, yes, I am. No, now you just think you just all of that. He did not tell us to have faith in other people or governments 
or institutions, he did not tell us to have faith in our faith. That's where I see a lot of people get off. They'll have faith in I know I got the faith to get whatever I want. You know, you got the faith to get whatever you want. So you got faith in your faith. Jesus said, have faith in God. That's going to be critical when you start speaking. There are some people that argue with me. The Bible says I can have whatever, whatsoever I saith. I say, no, you can't have whatsoever you saith. In the King James, saith. Yes, I can have whatsoever I saith. I say, okay, saith when you want it, the date and the time. And let's seeth what happeneth. <laughs> then they'll start talking about, well, it's in the spirit realm. No, it's what saith you want it in the natural. <laughs> and see what happened. It doesn't work like that. He said, have faith in God. Now listen, if we're going to have faith in God... We're going to have to know who God is. Now, we were singing that song today. I was just kind of looking at the reaction of the people. Yahweh, Adonai, El Shaddai. And some people are like, what are they singing about? Who is this God we ought to have faith in? See, a lot of people know about God, but they don't know him. Yeah, we know about God. He's not the man upstairs. Now, I know the man upstairs. Well, he ain't no man. And he ain't upstairs. Do you know him? One of the problems is that when we get our names and we name our children, we just name them after somebody that we know. In this culture today, we make up names. And we just throw it together. It don't mean nothing. And we just see if we can pronounce it and we keep going. I, I like to read name tags of people when I go places. And, and I'm reading. Is, now, is that Shamanika Regia? <laughs> How you pronounce that? Let me see if I can get this. Okay. Shamanika You got it right. I'm saying, oh, that's bad. <laughs> but this is a God who is so awesome that one name cannot describe him. When God spoke to Moses and said, go tell Pharaoh to let my people go. Moses said, now what if Pharaoh asked me, who sent me? God said, tell him I am sent you. Moses said, I am? What do you mean, I am? He said, I am what I am. He said, well, what are you? Are you delivery? He said, I am. Are you in charge? I am. Can you do anything? I am. That I am. Start with that. If he doesn't understand it, he'll get it when I'm done. I'm the God that can bring plagues. I'm the God that can open the sea. I'm the God that can release the death angel that'll go through the streets and pass over my people but get your people. He'll find out who I am. He'll find out who I am. One phrase nor one word cannot describe all of the attributes of God. And say, so if I just told you one name, they might just stick with that. So I'm going to give you something they can't contain. It's I, I am. I am. Work with that. The Hebrews put many names together to try to describe the essence of God. Of these names, they describe many aspects of him, but we are first introduced to God 
in the book of Genesis, the first book and the first line. And it says, in the beginning, God. Now, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 is not the beginning because God had no beginning. But that's what began the book. God began the beginning. He was there before the beginning began. But in the beginning, God. The Jewish people call him Elohim to talk about him as the creator who is mighty and strong, Elohim. They also said he is El Shaddai, the almighty, the mighty one of Israel, El Shaddai. When I want to talk about him in this particular context, I want you to know what I'm talking about him and how I'm describing him. He is the El Shaddai. And sometimes they would call him Adonai, Yahweh, which was thought by the Jews to be too sacred. They wouldn't call him Yahweh because that was too sacred. They wouldn't even want to say the name. So let's call him Adonai. He was Jehovah. That was the proper name of God. Jehovah. We put that Jehovah with other descriptions. Jehovah Nisi, which means that he's our banner that flies over us. We rally around him. But that Jehovah talks about the God of deliverance, the God of forgiveness. When Abraham had a situation, he, then God worked it out for him. He said he's Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. He ha always has a ram in the bush. He was called Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals you. The Bible says, I am the God who heals you. I can send my word. And I can heal you. Do you know that or do you believe that? Do you know that who he is, do you believe who he is, that he's able to do all that he can do? That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. He is the Lord who sanctifies and make holy. He alone can cleanse his people. He is the Lord of our righteousness, Jeremiah said. The God who provides righteousness to man and gave his son Jesus Christ to be the sacrifice for us. And David said, he is the Lord my shepherd who watches over me. The Lord is there. That's the name ascribed to Jerusalem and the temple there. Indicating that the once departed glory of God has now returned. The God who is there. God who is there. And a lot of us, we're going to need a God who is there. The Bible calls him the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord of the hordes. The groups of angels. The groups of men. The Lord of heaven. The Lord of earth. The Lord of the rich, the Lord of the poor, the Lord of the master, the Lord of slaves. I'm the Lord of everybody. The Bible says that at the name of the Lord, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. The Bible says he's the most high God. When you ascend to the highest places, he's there. When you go to the deepest depths, he's there. He is the most high God. God. I want you to get this because this is the one that when you know him and you have a relationship with him, this is the God that's going to get things done. He's called El Roy, R-O-I, the God of seeing. That was 
brought forth when Hagar was put out by Sarah's Abraham wife and out in the desert and she thought she was going to die and she couldn't make it with her son. God saw her and the angel came to talk to her. He said, you are the God that sees me when I'm in the midst of my trouble. Somebody ought to know he's the God that see you right there where you are, no matter what you're going through today. Don't act like God has got his back turned on you. He see you in your trouble. He's just waiting for you to call on him. He's just waiting for you to get with him instead of you waiting for him to get with you. He is the everlasting God. He's the God without a beginning and a God that has no end. He's free from all constraints of time. He's everywhere, all at the same time. He is omnipotent with all power to do everything that needs to be done. And he can do it for you, and he can do it for you at the same time, regardless of where you are at. That's who God is. Jesus said, have faith in God. In the book of Hebrew, there is a, a chapter called the Hall of Faith, where you can see what happened when you have faith in God. By faith, Noah, in chapter 11, verse 7, by faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. Well, who warned him? God. God said, it's going to rain. He never had been any rain. Nobody know what rain is. He says, build an ark. Noah, by faith, believed God and start building. It takes faith to do that when God shares something with you that's never been seen, never been done, never been heard of, and you take action, God says, uh, that's faith. God may speak to you in your heart and in your life about something. You just think, that can't happen, that can't be done, I've never seen it done before. That's what God do. He works like that. That's what faith is. Verse 11, it says, by faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. Sarah was past age. Just a news story this week is talking about a lady who is 70 years old that just had a baby. And the news story said that she's the oldest woman that ever had a baby. I said, no, she's not. Sarah is the oldest one on record because God is able to do what he said he's going to do. 25 years after God said you're going to have a baby, she had one. Didn't look like it was going to happen. Are there some things in your life that doesn't look like it's going to happen? God is able. Look at this. God tells Abraham and Sarah that you're going to have a baby and they go through all of this process, all of this waiting to have this baby, Isaac. And then God tells Abraham, take your son and offer him up as a sacrifice. Now, God had already told Abraham, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're going to have a lot of grandchildren, great-grandchildren. It's going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky. But God tell him, after he have the son of promise, take him out and sacrifice him. What if he told you that? That ain't God. God said that uh, this is going to be my seed that's going to have grandchildren. So that can't be God telling me to go sacrifice him. But Abraham can, could hear from God. The same voice that told me I was going to have this child is the same voice that telling me to sacrifice him. So look at what the scripture says. By faith, verse 17, when God tested him, he offered Isaac as a sacrifice. 
he who had received the promise was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. But look at what he said. Abraham, in verse 19, this is what gets me. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. I'm going to believe what God says. I don't care what it looked like. He's telling me to sacrifice him. He also said that this is my seed's going to have my grandchildren. So God must going to raise him from the dead because I'm finna kill him. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Abraham had raised that knife up. You know the story to kill that son. And God said, hold on. I just want to see what you're going to do. I want to see if you're going to trust me. I want to see if you're going to obey me. I was going to see what you were going to do. He says, I already got a ram in the bush. Sacrifice that ram. And Abraham said, hallelujah. He's Jehovah Jireh. God's got a ram in the bush. But Lord, you tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to trust you. If I can hear you, I'm going to do what you say. How many of us would say that? If Lord, I can hear you. And know your voice, I will do what you say. I'm trying to tell you how to speak the things of God and have them come into pass. Lord, if I can hear you and I can know you, I will do what you say. Lord, if I can hear you, I will do what you say even though it don't make sense. Maybe you don't want to speak to that mountain. Maybe you don't want that thing to disappear. Jesus is saying you got to have faith in God. Faith in God is I got to hear you. And if I hear you, I'm going to do what you say. Now, if you're not there, say, forget about it, Pastor. I'm just going to leave it like it is. But I'm telling you how this thing's supposed to work. Jesus said, no, it works like this. You want to move a mountain? You want to speak to a mountain? You want to have some things happen? You got to say, Lord, I got to get to where I can hear you. And then when I hear you, I'm going to do what you say. That's the tough part. That's why we're not getting what we need to get because we don't want to do what he say. He might say, go in there and, and confess to that person that you did them wrong and you sorry. I, I can't do that. They hurt me. No, you go in there and do that. If you can't do that, don't be speaking about nothing. No mountain moving or nothing like that. No mountain, no hill. Whatever Jesus said will happen, will happen. But he said, this is the way it works. Verse 24 says, by faith Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded the disgrace for the sake of Christ as greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. Do you regard disgrace or do you regard inconvenience for the sake of Christ better than the treasures of having a good time and letting it roll right now? You don't want to have no discomfort. You don't want to have no disgrace. He said, Moses said, I'd rather be with the people of God and be disgraced than to enjoy the treasures of Egypt. You still like the treasures of Egypt? As long as you ain't enjoying the treasures of Egypt. You and God is not in the same place where he can talk to you like he wants to talk to you. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they drowned. 
See, God's got a way for you to walk that other folk can't walk. God's got a way for you to go other folks can't go. They try to do what you do. They can't do that because God is with you. You can walk through the water. You can walk through the fire. When God is with you, somebody else get in there, they're going to get burned. But God can send you through the Red Sea. He can send you through the fire, and you will make it. Don't have to be afraid when God says, go that direction. Go that direction. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell. After the people have marched around them for seven days, God said, march around the wall of Jericho. Now, Jericho, when you read Joshua chapter 6, it says Jericho was shut up tight. And it was a fortified city. But he just said, y'all go and just walk around. Y'all ain't got to do nothing. Just walk around there for seven days. But he had to tell them and say, and don't say a word while you're walking. Because he know how the people of God is. Why we got to walk around here for seven days? Did you hear what the pastor said? I don't know. We walked day one and nothing happened. Seemed like a few of those bricks ought to fell down. I ain't walking no more. Come on. You walking? No, I ain't walking. No. I don't know if he know what he's talking about. It's been four days. There ain't nothing happened. Look at him. They're laughing at him. No. He said, by faith. He told him, walk around there seven days. I got this. There are a lot of times God's going to tell you to walk. You can't see nothing happening. But you keep walking if he told you that. You keep going around till he tell you to stop. If they'd have stopped on day four, nothing would have happened. If they'd have stopped on day five, nothing would have happened. If they'd have stopped on day six, nothing would have happened. He said, walk around there seven days, and on the seventh day, go seven times. Lord, I'm tired of walking around this mountain. I know you're tired of walking around. Just do like I told you and see what happened. Jesus said, have faith in God. God knows what he's doing. God said, I can give you a victory where you don't even have to fight. You want to run on the wall? You want to kick the door in? Go and kick the door in and see what happens. They're ready for you in Jericho. They're ready for you, but they ain't ready for me. Jesus said, have faith in God. God is the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same tomorrow. Here's the question for you. What are you going through that seems impossible? You're going to keep going through that over and over again? You're going to keep wrestling with it on your own? Would you like to be able to speak to that mountain and have it removed? Don't you speak to your mountain before you speak to God. Don't speak to the mountain before you speak to God. Jesus said, have faith in God, so I need to get with God. What is he meaning? The essence of what he's talking about is this. You need to get to the place where you can hear what God says about your mountain. And he's saying to you, if you can hear what God say, and you speak what God say, if God tells you to tell that mountain to get up, that mountain is going. But you need to hear what God say and not speaking what you're saying. If you say what God say, then you can have what you say. It was Jesus Christ who asked the question, where can I find such faith in Israel? Are you one that when the Lord look at you, he can say, that's a person who has great faith? Great faith is demonstrated by exercising the faith that we have. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you again for listening to our broadcast today. We certainly hope that it's been a blessing and a benefit to you as you walk with the Lord. And if you're not walking with the Lord, here's a great opportunity to receive what Jesus Christ has already given us. And we receive it by faith, just inviting him to be the Lord of our life, to come in and take control of our life as we trust him 
for our life today and our life eternally. If you would like to hear today's message again, go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can hear today's message and any previous messages that have aired on this station. Let me share with you that the Light of the World Christian Fellowship is open every Sunday and having services in person. Join us Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock at 16161 Old Humble Road in the North Houston Humble area. Pastor Jackie Martin is in a dynamic series right now and it will surely be a blessing to you. You can listen to our online services each Sunday morning at 10. Go to lowcf.org, lowcf.org. The Beacon Bookstore is open on our campus for all of your books, Bibles, and church supplies. Call The Beacon, 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.